This is the Carlin versus Joe podcast on ESPN Radio. Ah, yes, I'm going to be eating a little bit of crow today, but more than anything, a painful admission is on the way, Joseph. It is Carlin versus Joe on ESPN Radio on Sirius XM, Channel 80, and on your smart speaker. Joseph, welcome to Monday. Welcome to yet another week of great sports talk radio. What's going on, buddy boy? Crow will be the only thing you indulge in today because world-famous Bills fan Christine Lisi made these delicious gingerbread men in celebration of the Buffalo victory over Kansas City. And even though you're not here, if you were, you would get none. With all of your Josh Allen and Bill slander, the reckless takes from the last few weeks, you would be getting none. So I will be eating yours today. Well, listen, you do what you have to do, and hopefully you can get to sleep tonight, (laughs) knowing that you have, in fact, done that to me. Boy. All the sugar coursing through my veins. I already had one. I am so wired up. I'm like George Young, or uh, I should say Johnny Depp, and, well, we'll get to Never mind. Yeah, we don't need to talk about that. (laughs) We... Want you to be a part of the program at Carlin versus Joe Nation at 888-SAY-ESPN, 888-729-3776. It's the Dr. Pepper call-in line. ESPN Nation is presented by Dr. Pepper. It's not college football season without the delicious taste of an ice-cold Dr. Pepper, Joseph, the one fans deserve. Let us start with the Dallas Cowboys. And we asked a question last week, Joe, how are we going to feel about the Cowboys on Monday if they win on Sunday and finally beat a team that we consider to be a good one? And this is a painful admission for me. The Cowboys are a good football team. The Cowboys, to a degree, can be trusted. That was a game where they came in, had an opponent that was beat up, After a brutal stretch, this the fifth game, including their own first matchup of uh, back in Philadelphia five weeks ago, where the Eagles have just really had to try to find a way through and navigate it uh, without getting the daylights beaten out of them in some spots. And frankly, the last two weeks, they couldn't do that. They went three and two during the stretch. But more than anything, Dak Prescott and the Cowboys stuck it to them last night. They deserve a ton of credit for where they are. It does not ultimately shape how I feel in the long run. But to you, well done. Yeah. Well done, Dallas. Can't sit around bashing them when they don't win the big games and then knock them down when they win the big games, right? We are fair and balanced on this show. That is a motto we came up with. No one else is using it. Thank God. So it'll be on the T-shirts. Yep. Um, Let's start with this. You... We're all coming off Thanksgiving. We're all getting ready to go into Christmas. We know what it's like with these family gatherings. There's the kitty table and there's the adult table. Mm -hmm. The Cowboys have officially earned that place at the adult table. They got a seat at the table right now. All right. Mm -hmm. We can sit here and talk about head of the table for all the Roman Reigns fans out there. We can talk about their placement, but they're at the big boy table now. Because they went into what we called last week a confidence game. That's what this game was all about. They had far more to lose in this game than Philadelphia did. Because Philly was coming into their house, Sunday night football, quarterbacks banged up, teams out of gas, very difficult stretch. You have 10 days to get ready. All you would have heard would have been the negativity and the negative Nancy's coming out and destroying the Cowboys if they did not perform well last night. And I'm not even saying if they had lost. If they had won a close game, they went out and they beat the brakes off of Philadelphia. Beat the brakes off them in that game. Um, Philly commits 
10 penalties, three turnovers, holds the ball for 23 minutes. Dallas goes three of three in the red zone, nine of 16 on third downs. That was a butt kicking, Carlin, plain and simple. And the Cowboys have now officially earned their spot at the big boy table. Just ask Demarcus Lawrence. This is him last night after the game. In the face, over and over and over and over again until they quit. And when they quit, hit them again and again and again and again. That's how the Cowboys felt after last night. I understand it. I mean, even the owner got in on it when he was asked about where this ranks for Mike McCarthy's wins. Jerry, is this the most satisfying win in the Mike McCarthy era? I would say yes. Yeah. And it has to do with the fact that he came up off the operating table to not even wince and stand, stand there and fight it all night and call it and coach it. Okay, let's not get nuts. It was an appendix. Good job, Mike. You're a football guy. Hey, I, hey, case to be made. That appendix was dragging Jerry, is this down. the most sad? That, that appendix was dragging them down? Is McCarthy, McCarthy undefeated with no appendix. Fair. All right? It's important to note the fact that, that Mike McCarthy has never in his career been defeated sans appendix. Well, it, it as we mentioned last week, it's very clear that the clock management issues were being decided by his appendix. <laughs> Dan so, Campbell better rip his own appendix out of his body today. <laughs> don't suggest it. He might do he it. Might. <laughs> he might actually do it. But here's the point. This is a team now that has beaten eight opponents this year, as much as we talk about having beaten nobody up until now. They've beaten eight opponents by 20 or more points. There's only four teams ever to do that. The Cowboys are now one of them. The other three reached the Super Bowl. So this tells me that this is a team that deserves to be at the adult table, as you suggested. But more than anything, it tells me about the maturity of Dak Prescott. He is somebody that two years ago, just think about what happened at the end of that San Francisco playoff game and how that ended and how everybody change their tune on what Dak Prescott was at that moment. That was an appendix game. It really was. You got to remember that. It really was. <laughs> and I'm sorry. No, I know you got true. a flow going on. It was but still there. I was and like, it screwed it up. It I feels guess. like this might be a joke for the entire day. And it should be. <laughs> and I'm totally fine with it. Uh, the appendix was there, and they screwed up the clock. I mean, the, you know, one and one is two. Correlation. He says, <laughs> one and one. I got to make sure sometimes it equals three. I, I really knocked you off the, the, the rail. Well, no. I'm sorry. Uh, really. T- so tough to do, by the way. <laughs> so uh, congratulations on the unattainable goal. You got Carlin off his game plan. Job well done. <laughs> Him and Floyd Mayweather, the two you can't do it to. Yeah. You, you just chipped me off the line of scrimmage, and I was shot for the show. That's what happened. Here's the point. Even I, as one of the most ardent doubters of what's going on, have to at least take them seriously. Now, having said that, here we go. In the great words of Larry David, Cowboys are not winning the division. I don't believe they are. And this is why when I say we take them seriously, they're a very good team. But I'm having trouble getting past the notion of multiple road playoff games. And and to me, I'm still not there yet on that front. Fair. Because you got to project out. More than fair. For one day, we can sit here and say, you know what? It's a lot more possible than we thought last week. 
because we saw them go out and handle their business. We've been putting roadblocks up in front of them saying, look, you got to get over this. You got to do things like this to earn our respect. And they went out there and they earned it. Now we'll turn our attention to a few key things. First and foremost, when you look at those divisional odds, Philadelphia is still an overwhelming favorite to win the division. People might look at that to say today and say, how is Dallas plus 250 to win the division? They have the same record as the Eagles. They just hammered them. Dallas's schedule much more difficult the rest of the way. They may have just gotten past Philadelphia, but on the horizon lurks the Buffalo Bills, who are suddenly red hot, the Miami Dolphins, who are blowing people out, and the Detroit Lions, who are going to be formidable one way or another. Maybe not great, but formidable. Eagles have nothing. They got a road trip to Seattle remaining. Seattle doesn't look very good. And outside of that, I think it's the two with the Giants and one with either the Commander, not the Commanders, the Cardinals. That's it. So the, the Eagle path is there. But if Dallas navigates it, and finds a way, and the Eagles could stub their toe in Seattle based on how they look. You got to worry about a Cowboy team that might somehow find its way into home field advantage because, Carlin, we can't overlook the fact, at home this year, 7-0, and scoring 40 points per game. Mm-hmm. Now, that was one thing when it was against the Jets and the Patriots and the bunch of nobodies, but you annihilated Philadelphia last night. Like, Philly, that's an embarrassment, which we'll discuss later, but if, if Dallas finds its way to some home field, or at least the two seed, look out. This could be a different year. You take, a, you take away a man's appendix, you take away his brakes. Yeah, and all of a sudden, that freight train ain't stopping for nobody. <laughs> I've heard that before. And look, I, I just, I just want to give Dak Prescott his flowers because I do feel like... He was great. I, yeah, and oh, but, oh, but really in particular, Joe, has there been a more... <sighs> Lightning rod quarterback, polarizing quarterback in the league over the last three years. He's right at the top of that conversation. Think about the the amount of time on this network that Dak Prescott has been talked about and whether or not he was an elite quarterback or one that you could win a Super Bowl with. I mean, even the owner, for praising him as much as he is, Joe, the owner didn't want to pay him. Didn't want to pay him. Still hadn't given him an extension this past offseason, when it would have eased the burden quite a bit financially, and dear God, Dak Prescott, at this time next year, may very well be the highest paid player in the league. Think about that. I mean, he's <laughs> this is the this is how you go about earning that money. I mean, yeah. Right now, he's doing everything he's been asked to, and the way he handled himself afterwards wasn't celebrating like he won a Super Bowl, handled it exactly like a CEO would handle it. Are you now a believer in the Cowboys after they dismantled the Eagles? 888-SAY-ESPN, 888-729-3776. Who do you favor in the NFC East to win that division? I have a feeling we're going to hear from a lot of rational people today. They will be on the way (laughs) in just moments. The lines are open for you to be a part of ESPN Nation. But up next, we do have to discuss the Philadelphia part of this. Have the Eagles now fallen apart to the point where you have lost all confidence in them? It's a very easy answer, and it's next on ESPN Radio. This is the Carlin versus Joe podcast on ESPN Radio. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive 
eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. 33-13, to 13, and these last two weeks have not been easy. But the football season is 17 regular season games, and the Eagles are going to be 10-3 and three after this. You know, obviously we've got to play a little bit better. Um, that's, there's no doubt about that. Um, it wasn't our best two performances in a row, and... We'll just pick ourselves up. I have to do a better job of protecting the ball and you know creating that energy for us. Just got to be better with that. I will say it does uh, concern me a little bit, Joe, that after getting their tails kicked last night for the second consecutive week, that they do have to get on a plane for that six-and-a-half-hour ride up to the Pacific Northwest in Seattle this week, even though, you know, Seattle doesn't look that great. I, I still... That's not the most fun place to play, and it's not one of those places you can look at and say, that's a get-right game for the Eagles. But for everybody at the moment who is jumping off of the Philadelphia bandwagon, I would just caution you to dial it back a hair because there is a lot left in this season, but I will not deny this is a team with very real issues right now, Joe. Without a shadow of a doubt. And I don't feel the least bit sad or worried. I'm an Eagle fan. I, I don't I don't feel any sympathy for the Seattle trip coming up. You had the cakewalk of cakewalks last year for your schedule. You don't get that every year. Mm-hmm. All right? You're not going to get that every year. This year, you got a tough run coming up. Suck it up. And quite frankly, they've been all right. They beat Dallas. They have a bye week. They go to Arrowhead and beat the Chiefs. They beat the Bills in overtime. Then they lose to the Niners. Then they lose to the Cowboys. Three and two in that stretch. Not the end of the world. If you said when the schedule came out, yeah, you're going to go three and two in this stretch. I don't think the players take it, but I think a lot of fans and and others would look at that and say, all right, well, two wins from the Giants, two wins from the Cardinals, or two wins from the uh, Commanders. We can go ahead and figure this thing out. Um, they they've got what we're seeing right now from Philadelphia are the issues that they've had for a while that are just now being magnified because it's two monster games back-to-back with all these issues rearing their head. Number one, Jalen Hurts a very good quarterback. Jalen Hurts turns the ball over way too much. People are finally starting to realize this. Jalen Hurts ranks fourth in the NFL this year in turnovers. Turnovers are directly correlated to wins and losses. Can't turn the ball over. That's a major problem. Number two, defense isn't very good. 
Defense wasn't very good last year, but they didn't play anybody. When they finally did play someone in the Super Bowl, they got lit up. Now this year, they're getting lit up. They're not an awful defense. They're just not a championship caliber defense because they just gave up 75 points over the last two weeks to the two best teams in the NFC. That's problematic, Carlin. Yeah. I mean, Joe, here's what I would look at. If there's a number that bothers me more than any other this year with Philadelphia defensively, right now they have 37 sacks. That's middle of the pack. They had 70 last year to lead the league. 70. I mean, they blew away the next closest was Kansas City with 55. This is supposed to be the deodorant for the rest of that defense. And boy, there are parts of that defense that really stink. Bradbury. That a deodorant are not gonna. It's not gonna help. Uh, Bradbury's a problem. The Eagles linebackers are a problem. You know they don't. That's not a position in their money ball philosophy that they're going to invest a ton in, and it shows at times. It really does. Bradbury is just you know, I, I you know I I like the whole big play slay nickname bit that they were going through last night. But I mean you know Darius Slay's one guy. The rest of that secondary is not very good. I I look at them as a whole, and it bothers me that they are not getting to the quarterback like they used to. You'll see them flash. You'll see Fletcher Cox uh, strip Dak Prescott and Jalen Carter make that play. Oh, by the way, quick note on that. Remember how we talked about Jalen Carter minus 250 defensive rookie of the year? Yeah. It's minus 700 now. Holy cow. I I can't now. Well, right. no, but that's no. why we gave it out at 250. It's yes. what we do for the people around these parts. That's what Joe does. That's what Joe does. I, I lost I, quite a bit of games this weekend, too. More on that with pizza money coming up later in the show. Well, I didn't okay. go that great. Listen, you don't need to admit the losses. I don't think that helps anyone. Got a little aggressive with the alt lines on some of these rushing props. But that's you. You're an aggressive game. <laughs> that's, that's what. Put it on my tombstone. Here lies Joe Fornball, husband, father, aggressive gambler. Maybe not in that order. Uh, I I really am concerned about their ability to get to the quarterback. I that to me it really sets. I, I've seen defenses, Joe, that were not great, but they could get home with four, and it makes up with everything else. That's how the Giants beat the Patriots twice. That's how they were able to do it. And, and when you have defenses that can do that. You're going to be in that position. That's what, frankly, that's what the Eagles did last year. So, yeah, when you have an elite pass rush, much like they did last season, it's going to cover up any deficiencies in the back end. Like, it's not a surprise, it's not a fluke that the Eagles led the NFL in sacks, and then also Bradbury and Slay and everybody else in that secondary all had career years and fantastic numbers. They weren't being asked to cover for very long because the pass rush was getting home. Well, this year, the pass rush isn't getting home. Those guys are being asked to do more, and they're not really capable of it. And it's, it hasn't been a disaster all season. And like I say, it's not a terrible defense. It's just not really championship caliber. And you saw that last night. And we can focus on that all day, but Hurts, we're not letting him off the hook. He was lousy last night. He hasn't been anywhere close this season to what he was last year. Maybe he's playing hurt. Who knows what it is? But the bottom line with him, not good enough if you're going to go win a Super Bowl. Because 13 points against that Cowboy defense, which got lit up. 
by the Seattle Seahawks. Do you remember what Geno Smith and Seattle did in that building a couple weeks ago on a Thursday night? DK Metcalf running free. Guys running wild all over the place. Yards and points galore. Eagles come in. Not a lot of people expected him to win. But to get beat up like that, to quit, to roll over and die and not even score. Did they even score an offensive touchdown? No. No, they had a defensive touchdown and what, two field goals? Yep. It's just pathetic. It's pathetic. You were not expected to win. You were expected to perform. So here we are, and we haven't even really gotten full on into the offense yet. Joe, there's two things here. We can continually go back to running the football because it's what they did last year. They were third in the league in attempts, and they were averaging 4.6 a carry. You want to guess what they're averaging per carry this year? I'd say it's not 4.6. It's not. It's 4.1. A full half yard less. That's a lot. That's a lot. You thinking they're missing Miles Sanders, or again, does this come back to Jalen Hurts? I think it comes back to Jalen Hurts. Swift has been pretty good stepping in for Sanders, right? It's yes. not like there's a massive drop-off there. I don't if feel anything, like it could be an upgrade. No, I don't think there's ever been a massive drop-off there. I, I also think when they find they, – this is odd to say, but the way it's configured right now, if they're not able to run it enough, even with the weapons that they have – it feels like they're not as good of a, a team in terms of being able to come back in a game, even with A.J. Brown and Devontae Smith. I mean, think about the one Devontae Smith bomb that would have been a touchdown and just the half yard, maybe, not even, out of his reach that that ball was. Yeah, You know, there have been those kind of little things – that broke their way last year that were perfect, that were just a hair off. This, to me, is why I'm not going to give up here. And I, I trust me, I love checking in on Philadelphia Sports Radio. I did so this morning. Oh, how are they handling it? Probably As reasonable, you know, right? Half the city has jumped into Schuylkill. I mean, <laughs> it's, it's what it is. Boy, that's a deep cut, too, to pull the Schuylkill out of nowhere. But anyway. Good luck spelling that. For those who haven't oh, tried, try to spell the Schuylkill. First week or two that I was in Philadelphia, uh, he's over. Uh, uh, here's John. He's on the Schuylkill Expressway. Oh, John. They didn't run you? No. I, I almost did. <laughs> um, but the point is simply this. Like, they're all believing now that somehow this is over. I believe in Nick Sirianni and the makeup of that team in particular to be able to summon it one more time and take very much. It's us against the world. I I think they can absolutely take that mentality and piece it together and get some confidence back here in the last four games of the season. You've got nothing but confidence building games. That's what the New York giants are for. And you got them twice. It's Carlin versus Joe on ESPN Radio. And if the Packers are lacking it, they'll get it tonight. Won't be a problem. <laughs> 888-ESPN, 888-729-3776. Joseph, stop complaining. Mm. Stop complaining. If you're in the Midwest today and you're complaining about officiating, shut up. <laughs> Carlin versus Joe, ESPN Radio. This is the Carlin versus Joe podcast on ESPN Radio. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day, but sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. 
You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to JetsPizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. At the 15-yard line, it's Tony. 10-5. Touchdown, Kansas City. Number 19, offense. Lined up in the neutral zone. Five-yard penalty. I'm going to get a warning before something like that happens in the big game. A bit embarrassing in the National Football League for that to take place. Regardless of the way it was, man, it's just for the big pitch game. That's for another game. And we're talking about the rounds, man. It's just not what we want to tell the NFL for football. In a word, shut up. Shut up. Shut up. Shut up. Shut up. Carla versus Joe, ESPN Radio, presented by Progressive Insurance. Insurance for motorcycles, boats, RVs for protection on the road and on the water. See how much you can save at 1-800-PROGRESSIVE and at Progressive.com. Is it disappointing to have a game end the way it did with the Chiefs and the Bills? Sure, a little bit. But there is no one to blame on the officiating crew. And, Joe, we... All the time, as a society, do everything we can to blame officials when it's appropriate and even most times when it's not. And this, last night, by Andy Reid, by Patrick Mahomes especially, they are out of line by being as upset with the officiating as they were. I don't want to hear about protecting a teammate. I don't think that's what it was. If you're going to be ticked off at anybody... Be ticked off at the guy that has continuously showed you that he will make mistakes on and off the field that will cost you. And that is Kadarius Tony. And that's exactly what happened last night. He was so offsides on the play, they had to call it. And I had zero problem with it, even though it wiped out a fantastic play. I mean, if you look at it, Joe, that's Kadarius Tony's career in one play where he makes a great play, but he, he screws it up by doing something knuckleheaded. You know, even if you're not a Chiefs fan, and this, is, this goes for everyone outside the AFC West because it's not going to apply to Raider fans, Bronco fans, or Charger fans, but even if you, you, you're not a Chiefs fan, like you probably at least got a kick out of them these last few years because of how exciting they are, how many points they score, how much fun their games can be. Like I'm not a Chiefs fan, but I like Patrick Mahomes. I've always been an Andy Reid guy, and they've put on some really good games the last few years, really good games. They now appear to be a bit spoiled is yeah. the first word that came to mind last night, watching Mahomes lose his mind on the officials after the game, watching him complain to Josh Allen when they embraced after the game, and then watching him, you know, go nuts in the post-game presser. Like, you're spoiled. That's what's happened here. All the success has spoiled you. You're used to getting hit inbounds and still getting 15 yards for it. We just saw that last week against Green Bay. You get those calls. So you expect all calls to go your way. 
And when one didn't yesterday, and not that it should have gone your way, it was a clear violation. It wasn't a judgment call like a PI or a hold. It was as clear as day. You're now crying and complaining because you're spoiled. What Mahomes looks like and what the Chiefs look like right now is, and I'm going to use a poker term here, it's called being on tilt. It's yeah. what happens at the poker table when you lose a hand that either you thought you weren't going to lose or you misplayed. Whatever it is, you suddenly vary up your style and you start getting very aggressive because you're too emotional based on what just happened. On tilt. That's what the Kansas City Chiefs are right now. They're on tilt. Not because of the call last night. This is a very unique situation for the Kansas City Chiefs this year. In the five previous seasons that they had Patrick Mahomes as their starting quarterback, at Arrowhead Stadium during the regular season, they were 32-9. and 32-9 at home. That's a 78% winning percentage. Overall, in the regular season, 64-18. and 18. Again, a 78 winning percentage. You look at this season, they're already 4-3 and three at home. They went 32-9 and nine at Arrowhead the last five years, and now they're 4-3 and three this season. They lost at home to the Lions in the opener. They lost at home to the Eagles on Monday night, and they lost at home yesterday. They're on tilt, and their actions and their words show you they're on tilt. Well, you know what on tilt sounds like? It sounds like this. It's the call, man, just in that moment. It's not even for my, myself or for me. It's just I know how much everybody puts into this game, and for it to, to happen on a flag change outcome of a game in that moment, I mean, I, I've played seven years, never had that, never had offense all sides called. That's elementary school. We, we talk about, I mean, you point to the ref, do all that different type of stuff, and it doesn't get called. And if it does, they warn you, and there was no warning throughout the entire game, um, and then you wait till there's a minute left in the game to make a call like that. It's just tough, man. It, it, I mean, lost for words, man. It's just it's tough because regardless if we win or lose, man, just for the, the end of it with another game and it, we're talking about the refs, man, it's just not what we want for, any, for the NFL and for football. Two things come to mind out of that. Number one, this is not like calling a carry at the end of a game in basketball, okay? That's not what this was. Secondly, he made the reference to, you know, you point to the ref. Kadarius Tony didn't do that. You see receivers do that all the time. All the time. It comes with the turf. On the sideline. Am I on side? And they will tell you. They will tell you. And you were so far offside. It wasn't even close. And yet these guys are not turning any of their ire publicly toward Tony. I don't expect them to blast Tony in the post game. But by no stretch did I take the uh, the tact that Rex Ryan did this morning for believing that somehow they were protecting Tony. This is so Patrick Mahomes protecting his teammate yep. again. again, even though the same guy has failed them time and time again. OK, he failed him here. He's not lined up correct. He failed him week one when he dropped three balls against the, the Lions, which, mm-hmm. a game they would have won. All these guys have failed him, and it's the same position. Yep. They don't catch the football. All right, they run horrible routes. They, this kid's thrown interceptions. Patrick has thrown interceptions when guys break off routes. And, and then we got guys losing games because they can't catch a, a ball that he handed to you. Mm-hmm. He amazes me with how great a teammate he is. And I, I really... I, I don't get that whatever, because that was Mahomes physically having to be restrained on the sideline. That's not somebody in a post game who's protecting a teammate. That's somebody who is, well, on tilt, screaming at an official. I don't think you could have put it any better. And frankly, 
that is a sign of things are getting away from the Chiefs. And that's the bigger problem in all of this. That's exactly what it is. They are on tilt. The season is starting to slip away in terms of the championship caliber season. Getting to the playoffs, winning the division, that's still still all very much in play. But they're not in it for that. They're in it to win Super Bowls. And they're starting to realize they're not a Super Bowl team. And you know what, Joe? Here's what really bugs me in the end of it all. You won the Super Bowl because of a controversial call. Let's be clear. That's what happened. It was a controversial call with James Bradbury as to whether or not that's holding. You want to talk about officials deciding a game? That's what happened in the biggest game of them all. And now you're going to scream and yell about this when your guy just, it could not have been more clear to everyone. I can't get over Mahomes acting like this. We have never seen this before. No. No, it's a different era right now because things aren't breaking their way. And you can point to this play all you want as the reason they lost. You didn't have to go down 14 nothing. Like, that's a whole you, Doug. You didn't have to go down 17-7 in the third. But even despite all of that, this was a tie game with 11 and a half minutes to play. You're at home. Tie game, 11 and a half minutes to play. You could have gone out and won that game. You could have won it at any point. Trust me. And we'll get to this later. The Bills went out of their way to try to give that game away down the stretch. They did did everything they could to bill it up like they've done so many times before. And the Chiefs didn't capitalize. So they're going to point to a flag, a very clear flag, that they got called for. Because for some reason, they don't believe they should be flagged for stuff like that. Those calls are up in the NFL this year. There's more of an influence on it. It's only been called a handful of times last couple seasons. I believe that's been in the double digits this year. The NFL's made it a point of emphasis, so they've called more of them. It's not just you. You didn't get the roll into the deal. You weren't lined up properly. Mahomes, you didn't catch it. Tony didn't catch it. Reed didn't catch it. And it was a play that cost you. It didn't cost you the game. You had plenty of opportunities to win that game. But if you want to go out and cry about this today, there are a lot of people that are going to get a kick out of that because we've been waiting for you to fall. And if you're going to stumble through the rest of the season, it opens up the AFC for somebody else. Carla versus Joe, ESPN Radio, Series 6M Channel 80, presented by Progressive Insurance. The lines are open, and we are going to get to your calls today at 888-SAY-ESPN, 888-729-3776. And the question is this for the moment. Was that, in fact, a terrible call to make in the moment? Or is Patrick Mahomes and Andy Reid dead wrong? for pointing their ire at the officials as opposed to the teammate who screwed it all up. Lines are open, 888-SAY-ESPN, 888-729-3776 on the Dr. Pepper call-in line. Up next, have the Bills actually turned into the team that some thought they were? Carlin versus Joe, ESPN Radio, and on your smart speaker. Geico's mobile app has 24-7 claim service and on-the-go policy info. It's easy to Geico. This is the Carlin versus Joe podcast on ESPN Radio. The Bills come up with a gigantic season-saving victory over the Kansas City Chiefs by a score of 20-17. to 17. If you get a win, always always good to win in the National Football League in particular uh, when you come here at, at Arrowhead against a good football team. This week wasn't easy. It wasn't easy for, for Coach McDermott. You can... You can question a lot of things about coaching style. You can question a lot of things about my decision-making, but we're just trying to focus on and winning. Well, it's very hard to argue that the move that was made to fire Ken Dorsey 
and hand over the reins to Joe Brady for the offense hasn't made an impact for the Buffalo Bills. It's Carlin versus Joe, ESPN Radio, Sirius XM Channel 80. Now, they didn't exactly go out and score 35 yesterday, but Joe, more than anything, I, I don't know that it's about scheme or putting guys in, in situations to be more successful in a couple of spots. I think this is a whole lot more about the confidence of an offense right now and maybe using one or two guys in different ways, but I, I just, they look more comfortable offensively more than anything. For a couple years, the Bills were very good at winning and winning pretty. Aesthetically, the product they put on the field was something to behold. It, it was very enjoyable. It is not really that right now, but it doesn't matter. It just needs to be effective. Since getting rid of Ken Dorsey, they're 2-1, and one, with that lone loss being on the road in overtime to Philadelphia. They're averaging 28.6 points per game. They put a big number up on the Jets, a big number up on Philly, and they hung 20 at Arrowhead yesterday, and it was enough to get the job done. Between the injuries on defense and everything else this team has going on from a distraction standpoint, McDermott's comments, Von Miller's off-the-field stuff, I don't know how far this team can possibly go. But they're not dying. They're not rolling over and giving up. And there's something to be said about that. All of yesterday is going to focus on this stupid offsides call and Mahomes' little temper tantrum afterwards. None of it, sadly, is going to focus on the fact that the Bills went in there and got a win. Found a way to get the job done. Which, by the way, we told you last week that was going to happen. 3-0. and Felt like we needed to bring that up at some point in this opening hour, right? Yeah, we had to. Like, everyone was breathing. Every other radio show was breathing down our necks trying to take the crown. And then we came out and went 3-0 and and just talk about sending a message. Yeah, well, this is what we do. And listen. Statement game for Carlin versus Joe is what that was. I'm very comfortable in taking a lot of this credit, even though very little bit, little of it has to do with me. You did want to go the opposite way on. We did. You know, Carlin can't lose. <laughs> Carlin can't lose. And Carlin didn't lose because he rode with Joe Fortenbaugh. And in the end, Joe Fortenbaugh came away with a victory in that game. And we are now three and oh, and we are once again putting some of the other shows well, to all bed. of them, frankly, Some of them in the rearview mirror yeah. where they belong. A couple stone cold stunners, a couple sleeper yeah. holds. But back to the issue at hand, and we'll we'll get back to our greatness throughout the course of this show. Rest, rest assured. assured. Yeah, rest assured. Yeah. Um, you have to ask, I mean, no rest for the weary, Carlin. You get on that plane, if you're the Bills, you turn around, you go home, here come the Cowboys. Like, yeah. that's a huge, that is a huge game this week. And that, that my friend, is why I am not buying into this because all this week we are going to hear about how amazing Josh Allen is, how much more crap he's taking than anybody else that he doesn't deserve. And Josh Allen is the second coming. I would just caution you. I would caution you that you're going to play Dallas this week, that he has turned it over in nine straight games Yes, he made plays yesterday. This is not taking away from what Josh It's Allen 100% taking away from him. You it's have to not. spend at least one day giving him credit after what you said last week, and then you can go back to talking about how it'll fall apart. You do not get to tear him apart today. Those it's are the rules tearing, of the you, land. What you call tearing apart is, is me, you know, truth speaking. That, that's what I do. 
you can do whatever you want. I'm just reminding everybody of what the truth of the situation really is. They're going against the Cowboys this week. That is a tough situation. Uh, the Chargers in a couple of weeks, I'm not worried about. No, because they no do you're not worried about do. the Chargers? No. No, not remotely now. No, I know that's I know it's odd. I know it's an odd stance to take right now. Can't overlook the Chargers. That game's in L.A., by the way. Watch yeah, out. Yeah. yeah, listen, if you're if you know anything about football, you know, Easton stick will get it done. And then, you know, New England and Miami, Miami to close the season in a game that's going to mean something. For the Buffalo Bills, I'm still not on board with the Bills here making the playoffs. I'm not on board with the Bills being one of the best teams uh, left among the what six, five, yeah, or six. You don't have to be. You uh, don't seven, have to be on. AFC you don't. You don't have to be on board with it. But what you have to realize is, in a week when we took a lot of time to discuss the problems with the head coach and his comments in 2019, how the quarterback doesn't get enough heat or he does get too much heat or he's overrated or he's underrated. We talked about them nonstop and they went to Arrowhead and they beat the Chiefs. Bottom line. Now, was it pretty? No. Could it be a problem in the future given some of the mistakes they continue to make? Yeah, of course. But for one Sunday, they went out there and they got the job done the right way. Josh yeah. Allen did what he needed to do, which, by the way, the one play on the sidelines was that the first half, dancing oh, on the yeah. sidelines in the completion. I mean, come on. See, this it's is amazing. what we're talking about I, here. That kid is capable of plays like that. Yes, he is. Amazing play on his part. Too that bad was it wasn't nuts. actually a catch. Oh. I don't know how they ruled that a catch. He yeah. did not have it. For well, that's not, but, but that, that, that's, again, that's not officials, on him. And again, the officials, you know what? Joe. If my, I didn't hear Mahomes talking about that play afterwards. No, no, you didn't. And, Joe, listen, it, it's – it was an amazing play. I'm not denying what he is capable of doing and how he can drop all of our jaws in watching his physical ability. And even I'm sitting there a couple of times with some of the throws that he's making. He threw, he threw one to Shakir that I was just like, holy crap, how do you do that? Uh, for a guy especially that used to be knocked for his accuracy. But then I just see other things that remind me, oh, yeah, well, he's not going to be able to help himself at some point. The Bills right now, if I am making you commit to it, are the Bills making the playoffs? I'm not committing to that right now. I refuse. I'm, but I'm I refuse to answer the question. It. Yes or no? No, I'm not, not going to answer your no. question. You have to come on today and you have to eat some crow regarding Allen and the Bills. You have all week to tear him down going into the Cowboys game. You don't get to do the whole thing today with the, well, you know, long term, it's not going to work. Long, there's too many problems. Wasn't a good enough win. Today's a day you just got to eat it and then you move forward. You got to be a good sport. You going to no. be Patrick Mahomes? You going to cry like a little baby? Or are you going to be a good sport? No, it wasn't a very good win for them. Good. And, and Allen looked very good, did he not? Allen looked very good. And Much like tell, a franchise quarterback. Uh, you, you can tell how willing I am to admit all this <laughs> with the high pitch of my voice. Absolutely. <laughs> I was going to say, I don't know if I quite yeah, like your tone. Of course. Yeah, he was great. Yeah. <laughs> Why don't he you would, bring it down an octave hey, and tell me that? <laughs> he was great. He was great yesterday. I'll acknowledge they were It was a good football game, despite all the crying afterwards. Yes. Which, to be honest, I mean, if you don't like the Chiefs, you got to love the way this is going right now. You gotta love it, right? You know, the Chiefs, like, they've been beating be up on about everybody. It, okay? Let's let's be honest about this for a second. <laughs> the Chiefs, as Hanman pointed out in our pre-show meeting, they're kind of primed for a heel turn here. Yeah, oh yeah. Because you know, you have Mahomes crying as much as he was after the game. That's going to make people hate him. 
even more. This is Rick Martel get when he was teamed up on Strike Force with Tito Santana, and Santana missed on the flying forearm and hit Martel, and Martel left him in the ring, and then he turned into the model Rick Martel. Yeah. Famous heel turn. Uh, Probably not the most famous of heel turns. Could have obviously gone with Hollywood Hogan there. Well, but what I'll give you here is a dollar if you can name the name of his perfume, his, his arrogance. Arrogance. <laughs> well done. Well done. Arrogance. What I what I love. He used is to that, shoot those fake commercials for. Yeah. Him. What, what I loved is he used to shoot it out of what was clearly some sort of a some sort of a bug bomb shooter. Right. right? Cologne well, doesn't come in that. Cologne spray. This is the Carlin versus Joe podcast on ESPN Radio.